the Zimbabwean connection to work, and we have our guest with us, uh, Shantiso Chuma, also known as Stuart. Um, Stuart is a, a raft guide from the Zambezi, a raft guide and kayaker, and uh, Stuart and I have worked together for quite a few years now, and uh, developed quite a good friendship over those years, and have worked on lots of interesting projects. And uh, I thought that it might be interesting for you guys to to meet Stuart and uh, if you have any questions and hear about the life on the Zambezi and I know there's a lot of rafters and kayakers out there that uh, that I know that might be interested in what it means to be a, a Zambezi kayaker and a Zambezi raft guide. This is your man right here. Um, also, if you've never been rafting before, this is a good guy to get in touch with. Um, he will safely take you down the river and show you the ropes and uh, he can help dispel any sort of... Uh, fears or myths or legends you might have heard and uh, get you guys on the water. Uh, my first rafting experience changed my life completely and I went from having never done it to pretty much full-time kayaking every day of my life. So you never know what it might do to you too. So hopefully um, you guys are getting this now and I'm sorry that we're so late, but you know, technical difficulties happen and uh, it's just one of those things. So, Stu, if you want to say hi and just uh, introduce yourself a little bit and tell them where you're from mm -hmm. and where you live and what the story is. Hi. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is uh, Shanti Sochuma. That's my full name. And uh, on the river, they call me Little Stu. I don't know if I'm too little or something like that. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm a guy on the Zambezi. I've been on the Zambezi since 2003. And, uh, yeah, I'm still there. 2003 that means what how many years is that 17 years now yeah 17 yeah. are you even old enough to have gone been somewhere for 17 years so what's that <laughs> i said are you even old enough to have been doing something for 17 years I just tell you, he's older than he looks. He's a he's a, a very youthful-looking character, but he's he's got the wisdom of years behind him. So, where where did you grow up? Where were you born? Yeah, I was born um, in uh, Wange area in a village called Mbija um, in Jambezi. Then I grew up in a place called Chisuma. That's where the rafting uh, guys uh, take out. Did my primary education there. Then moved to Victoria Falls at Mosoya Junior High School, where I did my secondary education. So just for those who don't know, Jembwe is a village which is basically near Rapid 24. Exactly. That's uh, Jembwe is near Rapid 24. Then Chisuma is the uh, one at number 19. Yeah. I just want to give a quick shout out. Sorry. Hi, Val. Hi, Dan. Hi, Mike. Hey, Kamzi. Hey, Bianca. Thanks for coming, guys. Um, Stuart, you know some of these people. You know Bianca, I think. Um, she was living in Vic Falls working for Line Encounter. Um, Dan is an old friend from Bulawayo. Mike is from uh, Bulawayo, but he's uh, currently in the, in the UK in the British Army. And Kamzi is... Uh, the wonderful wife of my good friend Ahmed, who catches snakes with me. So uh, great to see you guys there. Hello. So yeah, so like you were saying, Jembwe is near Rapid Twenty Four, and then Chisuma is basically between twenty one and twenty three, isn't it? Yes. 
Yeah, so when you when you go on a normal one-day rafting, you normally take out just before Chisuma, and then on a high-water run, you take out after Chisuma near Jemwe. And so for guys who don't really know the area, those villages are on along the river, but right at the top of the gorge. So um, stewards and people from that area basically live on the edge of the gorge, and it's quite spectacular. So, uh, Stu, what made you get into rafting in the first place? Yeah, you know, it wasn't my dream to be a river guide. I wanted to do, to do something else, maybe to be in the medicine field. Oh, really? But, uh, you know, as, things, as time went by, my brother used to work for Shearwater. He's called BK, now rafts in Norway. So he used to take me rafting uh, during weekends. And I started loving the river. Then from there, I thought, yeah, maybe I should just take it. Then I started training. Yeah. So do you know who's... Um... Maranjis has just joined Matthew, Matt Jolliffe. Matt, is he there with you? He's there. No, he's on. He's watching. I've just seen on the comments oh. that he's watching. <laughs> Hi, Matt. How's it, buddy? <laughs> so, uh, Matt Jolliffe spent uh, about a year with me going backwards and forwards to the Zambezi and kayaking with us. And he knows Stuart very well. And um, uh, we've had some really good times together. Do you remember uh, when we went and did that recce for the survival courses and we put the zip line across the narrows? Yeah, when I bumped on the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> so for people who don't know the story, um, basically we were scouting different rope work access areas and rafting points and takeouts and put-ins and all the rest of it for uh, a new survival course. And... Um, and uh, we set up a, a, like a makeshift zipline. Makeshift is not the right word. It's a, a temporary zipline um, across the narrows just before Rapid 14. And uh, it was semi-high water. And uh, we, we sent uh, Shantiso down as a test dummy, and he went skimming off the rocks on the other side of the river because when I tested it, I weigh about 20 kilos more than he does. So I stop in the water just before the other side, but because he's 20 kilos less than me, he shoots across and went straight into the rocks. I've got some great footage of it somewhere, which I'll uh, I'll post up at some point. Um, Matt Jolliffe says plenty of good times. So he's uh, he he remembers, and I remember on that trip when we did that recce, Matt got so so badly sunburned he could hardly move. Do you remember he was pink? Yeah, he was. Pigman was like a lobster. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stuart and I have worked on lots of projects. We've done survival courses. We've done uh, multi-day raft stuff. We've done um, television shows. We worked on two seasons of The Amazing Race together, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, two, yeah. The yeah. one's on Zim and the other one in Zambia. Yeah, so the first one we worked on was in 2016. We did a rope work uh, challenge that we designed for the Amazing Race, the American Amazing Race. I think it was season 27, mm -hmm. season 27 episode 5. And um, we designed a, a rope system where you pull people up to get a clue out of a vulture's nest and then uh, let themselves down. And it was on Kalundu Island, eh? Yes, yeah, Kalundu Island, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so every day, every morning, um, we had to go off to Kalundu Island, chase the elephants away from our working place, and uh, and then start doing our job. And we basically spent days on days on days on this island um, in the middle of the Zambezi, the upper Zambezi, just across from the boat club. And what a beautiful, beautiful place. But um, one of the things that uh, Stuart and I are notorious for is that whenever we uh, are together, we seem to get arrested. <laughs> and <laughs> not because we're doing anything wrong, but uh, we tend to get arrested together for doing everything right and just people thinking we're doing things wrong. And uh, yeah, this particular yeah. time we had... Um, we had gone to Kulundu Island for the recce before we even started doing the design and the, and the building of the thing. All we did was go to look, but we went on a boat and we took trunks full of rope gear across with us so that we could uh, have a good recce. And uh, when, we, um, when we got there, we did our job and everything. But as we came back, we were, we were uh, abruptly arrested by the National Parks Authority for trespassing on national parks grounds that uh, you're not allowed to go to. And uh, they then decided to, um, sorry, someone's just asking me if the talk's not happening, but it is, so I'm just gonna tell him. Um, yeah, and then uh, we were, they, they saw the trunks of equipment and decided that we were definitely poachers because uh, why were we carrying all this equipment? And anyway, long story short, we were taken up to the, the, the National Parks headquarters and threatened with a lot of time behind bars and all the rest of it. And uh, it turned out that uh, the permission mm -hmm. had been granted by National Parks head office, but hadn't been con the information hadn't been conveyed to Victoria Falls National Parks. But the saving grace of what happened was that the guy who arrested us, when he took my ID to see my name, he, re he remembered that um, we had five years earlier gone and relocated a big four-meter python and 45 hatchlings together. So, um, so he was quite chuffed. He was like, oh, Paul, it's you. Do you remember when we went and got that python from Turk Mine? Oh, I was in South Africa for five years. I haven't seen you in so long. So uh, he was... He, he then decided to listen to our story when he realized that we weren't just fly-by-nights. And, and um, um, yeah, and then we called us in his head office and they, they, they decided they, they, would, um, they would let us go and that, they, that we had the permissions. It looks like we've lost Stuart again. He's frozen up. Hopefully he'll be back in a second. Does anyone have any questions or want to know anything specific about uh, some busy raft guiding? Yeah, he's, I've lost him completely. He's fallen off the connection. Ah, Prince, another Vic Falls local. What's up, buddy? Hi, Rosie. I'm just trying to send a link to Graham Simmons because he can't find the broadcast for some reason. Come on, Graham, you can do better than that, mate. And hopefully Stuart will be back in a second. Hmm. So in the meantime, in the meantime, 
here's a photo of Stuart and I on the river. That's Stuart. I'm pointing, obviously, and then Stuart's looking at me. Just a, a nice, good memory. I think that photo is from like 2014 or 2015. I'm not sure. But yeah, good times. Don't know if we're going to have him back. It looks like he's dropped off connection. He's not receiving WhatsApps. He's not receiving my Facebook messages. So, and because of that, if you guys are, if anyone's interested in saying how's it, or anyone wants to jump onto the feed and actually ask a question in person, I can bring you into the video. Um, please feel free to do so. I'm going to open up the floor to you guys. And if nobody's got anything to say, then I'll wrap it up because I think we've lost Stuart completely. <laughs> so Rosie um, has just asked, hi, how do you paddle? Remember that question I asked just before we went into the river. So this is a funny story as well because Rosie is like my other mother. Um, I'm sure most of you will know Rosie. And um, I took Rosie rafting for the first time a few years ago. And by the end of the rafting trip, I said, wasn't it great? Isn't this the most amazing thing? And she was like, yeah, I expected it to be harder. It was quite chilled. I really, it was beautifully scenic, not as hectic as I thought, blah, 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 blah. So I thought, oh, okay. And then a year later, I think it was, I, um, I said to Rosie, do you want to go rafting again? She's like, oh, well, I said, no, 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 no. But this time let's go properly. You and me, just the two of us in a two-man inflatable uh, called a croc. So it's basically an inflatable canoe to, for just two people. So I said, you jump in the front, you paddle, and I'll guide, and uh, we'll go down the river together, and uh, you'll see what uh, what it really means to go down some <laughs> PC rapids. Anyway, um, about four rapids in, Rosie was shaking like a leaf, terrified, traumatized, um, absolutely half-drowned, exhausted, and uh, yeah, I basically traumatized the poor lady. I'm sorry, Rosie. It was fun, though. And she actually swam from the bottom of Rapid 15 because it was high-ish water as well. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't extremely high, but it was considered a high water run. She swam from the bottom of 16, no, 15, all the way to the end of 16B while I was in the, the croc trying to find her amongst the waves and navigating those rapids on my own. Um, the safety kayakers brought her back to me at uh, the bottom of 16B, so she had quite a big trashing. Um, anyway, I was impressed. You didn't cry. <laughs> a lot of people would have because you got hammered. But um, yeah, what a good day that was. So yeah, how do you paddle? It was a question that uh, Rosie asked me when she got into the front of the, the two-man canoe and um, wasn't doing what she was supposed to be doing. Val Chikali, I did watch the amazing race episodes that happened by the Zambezi and wondered if I would know any locals involved. Good to hear you were both involved. You probably would have traumatized me too. Well done, Rosie. <laughs> yeah, so um, I've worked on three seasons of the amazing race. I've worked on 
one on the Zimbabwean side of the Zambezi, then the second one I worked on at Emire and Marandera, and then the third one was uh, on the Zambian side of the Zambezi, which was the Israeli version of it. Um, so Stuart and I worked on the both the ones on the Zambezi, and then I worked with another friend called Jasper, if he's around. Um, he, him and I made other challenges for for the Emire one, which was really cool. Emire is a great place. If you don't know it, you should uh, look it up. A great place to visit, a nice conservation um, initiative. Um, there's a rhino project there, so there's both black and white rhinos. Um, yeah. Definitely looks like Stuart's not coming back online, although, yeah, it doesn't look like he is going to make it back. But um, yeah, I'm hoping to do a lot more of these. Uh, there's a couple of snags with the free version of BeLive Studio, which is what I used to bring on the guests. It uh, only allows me to do, oh, I think, two or three broadcasts a month. Last month, I wasted one of them on a tester, which because I didn't realize. Um, I would like to do more, but to get to a point where you can do as many broadcasts as you want, costs 30 US dollars a month, and I just don't have that kind of money to throw at this at the moment. Uh, starting to try, uh, trying to start a new life in the UK and all the rest of it. Um, so it's not something that I can guarantee at the moment. I do have another guest lined up. His name is Sisa. And Sisa has started a bed and breakfast in uh, a township bread and breakfast in um, Kosana in Big Falls. He's also a guide and a really good old friend of mine, really good guy. And um, I'm hoping to have him on soon. And another guest I'm hoping to have on soon is uh, James Moffat, who is the father of my previous intern, Charles Moffat. And uh, we want to talk about the human condition and the global mindset of humanity currently. It's quite a deep one. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll have a lot of diverse characters on this little show that I'm hoping to have, and uh, hear a lot of perspectives about a lot of different things. I'm also uh, Tuki Andrelakis. He has been posting a lot of stuff about COVID nineteen and. Um, a few theories on the facts and figures and the misinterpretation of data. So he's quite keen to come on and uh, have a chat about what he has to say about all of that. Graham Simmons has just commented. Well done, Graham, you made it. Um, with the potential of the Batoka Dam being built, will it affect the rapids and change the face of whitewater rafting? <laughs> this is a very interesting question. And it seems that the more I ask this question, the more I get different answers about it. And I've heard conflicting reports from people that are supposed to be in the know, and I don't really have a good answer. The last answer that I received that I can't vouch for was that the dam will, will flood all the rapids up to number four, which means uh, rapid one, two, and three should, should be okay. Um, but uh, so that means you can still do surf sessions at number two and three. You can still in low water, you can still run number one, two, three, which is absolutely nothing compared to what there is available. And on a whole, it will pretty much destroy the rafting industry. The thing that doesn't, doesn't really hit home a lot of the time that people don't understand is that the dam always gets built under false pretenses um it gets the villagers get promised jobs the the 
the the region gets promised electricity the it's supposed to help the economy and all sorts of things like that but the actual fact of the matter is it's just going to lie in pockets and the fact of the matter is is that the dam once built won't need any jobs except for one or two very highly skilled jobs the building will probably be done by the chinese and they bring their own labor forces in so the villagers won't get any jobs and the rafting industry supports the villagers like uh, chisuma jembwe and and um Dibu Dibu quite extensively already uh, through portraying, through raft guiding jobs. Most of the raft guides come from that sort of area. Um, so the little bit of work that is available for those villages will be no longer because the industry will collapse. Um, the big raft players, when I've spoken to them and asked them if they're concerned, they're not really. They said that rafting doesn't generate the kind of revenue that they that it used to and that um, rafting is no longer a bread and butter thing for them and they will just focus their efforts on other tours and other operations elsewhere so the unfortunate thing is that there's a lot of apathy around the topic and um and because of that apathy i mean i hate to go on and on but apathy is the death of most things in zimbabwe because people feel like that they they have no impact and that they can't um they can't actually impact the decision-making process or or what happens in their environment, so they become apathetic, and as a result, nothing gets nothing gets done. So, yeah, I hope that answers your question, Graham. But I think you know those answers anyway. But thank you for that. Graham is also supposed to be a guest at some point. Um, him and I are going to chat about some interesting stuff, and hopefully, um, hopefully that'll be soon. Maybe Graham will be the next guest. Hopefully, guys, put comments there if you want Graham to be the next guest. He's quite an interesting character. Um, but I think that's it for today, guys. I have got a lot of work to do, so I'm going to crack on. Thank you all for supporting and coming and getting involved. If you, like I said, if you want to get involved and you want to, you have a topic you want to discuss and you want to get, um, come on here with me and do a live, I would be stoked. Just inbox me. Let me know what sort of topic you want to discuss. I'm happy to discuss pretty much anything, be it conservation, be it extreme sports, be it um, uh, personal development, fitness, whatever. If you think you know something about a specific topic, um, I'll be happy to be a sounding board and try and ask the right questions. Um, but yeah, until then, thank you all for coming. Thank you. Tag your mates if they think, if you think that they've got something to say or um an interesting thing to talk about or an interesting person then yeah let me know comment below or inbox me and uh, if you enjoyed this share it with your mates the only way to to grow these things is to do that and hopefully if it starts gaining momentum then i will start putting something into it and and pay the 30 bucks a month for more than two broadcasts so yeah that's it stay well Stay awesome, and I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.